Bay kings, queens, and anyone in between. Thank y'all for tuning back into Spiritual Advisory Podcast. Now, this episode is very, very special to us. We have two wonderful guests, probably my favorite, like in-person live couple that I can think of. Like, like these people are a definite inspiration to me. They do so much for um our meaningful conversations family. And I I'm just I just know that this episode is going to be a testament and a tribute to their love and their dedication to each other. We have the wonderful Jeremy and Maria joining us today, and they're going to first share their story of love, their journey of love, how they reached marriage and what marriage means to them spiritually, physically and mentally. All right. So it's a very kind introduction, but we're very happy uh, to be here. Thank you, yeah. yeah. So happy to be here with you guys. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And would y'all like to begin sharing um the story of how y'all met and how y'all reached <laughs> this pinnacle? <laughs> yes. You want to start? Sure. So when we met, um, I'm living in New York City and she's living in Colombia. Uh, mm-hmm. She had previously lived in New York before, um, but had some journeys that, that took her away. Um, the exact night of our meeting, um, I was living in the Bronx and there's a, there's a Baha'i meeting that happens every one, once every 19 days where people to get together with the community. And I had missed the Bronx one, so I went over to Washington Heights. So I'm not even supposed to be in the room. Um, <laughs> and she's in New York uh, visiting her brother, right? She doesn't even live in New York. And she goes um, to the meeting because she's, you know, we're both members of Baha'i faith. And she's like, okay, I'm in New York, go see some old friends. And so that's how we both end up in the same room. Uh, neither of which was a place that we were at regularly, you know, so this is just sort of just kind of happens. And she arrives late with her brother and her mother. Mm-hmm. And so Oops. Um, I, re- I remember the entrance, you know, so you, you make more of an entrance when you're late, you know, everyone sees you coming in. And so that evening, um, I had first ended up talking to her mother a little bit because her mother doesn't speak English. And I speak some Spanish. I can communicate in Spanish is, is how I would say it. Um, so I had done some talking with her mother and the timing was what I must have been on summer vacation and getting ready to head back to school and they're there visiting. So I'm talking with her mother and uh, she's like, yeah, you know, we're here, we're hanging out, we're going to go play some tennis, do some yoga, and we're headed to the beach. So I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm on vacation. I do these things, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then... Before the end of the evening, Brie and I had talked a little bit. Uh, and then the fun moment from the story is uh, they're getting ready to leave. And me, her mother, and her are standing, like, just right there next to each other, like, saying goodbye. And her mother turns to her in Spanish, but, like, obviously I understand, right? And says, oh, uh, why don't you invite him to the beach tomorrow? Because they were headed down to, what's the one with the ferry? I don't know what. You go down to, uh, like, 14th Street. And oh, Coney Island? No, you got to, get, got to catch a ferry. Uh, but, uh, I don't remember, but but what was really funny because it was really uncomfortable for me is that it, you know, when you're in like a little kid and your mom is at a party and she's like, become friends, become friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you're a kid, that is totally normal. <laughs> but when you're an adult and then it's, uh, you know, somebody like it, it was, it was just like, 
my mom was it was in front of him like very obvious and like, <laughs> invite him invite him so I got very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I was like apologizing and kind of just like uninvited him <laughs> right away I was like no he, it's so we're going so early he, he might not want to wake up ma like but and this is all in front of him he's so polite and he's like yeah yeah it might be a little early or something like that where you like accepted the the uninvited (laughs) um and then we left we said goodbye we had a really nice um time with everyone but then we we left and my brother and my mom were like that was so rude like how you know like like we we were inviting him and he was so nice and I think we think he liked you and you know like they just were all (laughs) my mom thought he was really like he was really nice and everything so um so that was like also like a pro like something that she posited Mm -hmm. so so then they were like, you know, he was just being, I was just like, no, he was just being nice. Like, it's not just like, you know, every other person. And then, so I, I felt bad and I sent him a message on Facebook mm-hmm. because we had many, many friends in common. Like we could have met, I lived here for 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. We could have met before, years before, but we just never, never crossed paths to me we weren't ready. I wasn't ready for sure. Um, and this time was like very significant in my life, in my own process, personal process. Um, so I, I knew that he was, had friends in common. I had seen a picture of him for sure in some of my friends, uh, feeds. And then I messaged him, but he didn't see the message right away because it goes to like some weird place in on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> if you're not friends, it's like a requested message or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. come directly to you. So yeah. I was like, hey, if you really want to come tomorrow, but he didn't see it for the next day. So we thankfully, because it was a whole, it was a whole day trip. Like once you go in that ferry, you don't come back until you come back, right? It's not like we go for a coffee and then you have like one hour. No, it was like a full day family trip. So he... He thankfully, like we, you didn't see it. And then. Because it was not a group, right? This was not a group thing. This was like a family going to get on the ferry, going down to the beach, like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like with no, like, wow. no. <laughs> it was no like, escape. It was no, no escape. No, no, like you're there. Like. <laughs> my family, and my family is, you know, they're, they're, they're <laughs> present. They're present. So <laughs> my brother and my mom. So, so yeah. So then you arrived to your house and you told a friend oh yeah yeah so a, a friend of mine was in from out of town i mean he he would laugh about this too and i, I went home i was like i was like i might have met somebody tonight he's like he's like what do you mean you might have met somebody i just looked at that i was like i don't know like i might have met somebody i don't know he, he, just <laughs> laughed, <laughs> he was like well do you have any and i was like no but you know you never know um so right she sends the message i don't see that message and so they go on and go to the beach but i think she also maybe after the message send a friend request probably so you know i was like look she sent me a friend request you know you don't you know and, and the whole time and this, so this is a theme early on right is like is this people being friendly or is this something more right because 
some she said to her family some i said to him like this could be something else or this is just people being friendly you know because as a generalization you know baha'is generally friendly people you know latin culture generally friendly culture very inclusive as generalizations right so this is sort of a theme that goes on the whole time so um the beast did not happen but i think responded there were more things like more uh like events or gatherings happening during the time she was here so i think like we met on a friday night they went to the beach saturday and then there was some communication on saturday and then sunday we went to a friend's maybe tennis maybe there was a baha'i meeting yeah. like of some kind but there was some other way that we connected the day after and basically we ended up hanging out like almost I don't know if every day but very often during that following week with my mom and my brother <laughs> so he was right into the whole thing um and uh and then we were at some point finally like okay we should go out hang out once to buy it by ourselves <laughs> so, and we went to um concert just concert in Marcus Garvey right park and and it was really nice uh and it was really nice and i think very early on we we were both you know we're, we're not we were not super young we we already had some idea of what we were wanted from the future and someone and all those things i think both of us and we so we very early on started like asked the question and we were very direct in like you know, like sometimes when you're like seeing someone or dating someone, like it gets so weird at the beginning because there's no clarity mm -hmm. of where you're going and what is happening. And so he very early on was like, tell me what's the way, like, is this a way towards a relationship? Is this most of, more a friend, friendship thing? And then we both both agreed that it was more towards a relationship and getting to know each other and and therefore we said, okay, then we're going to hang out every day before you, you go back to Colombia. And in, in the Baha'i faith, there's this concept of investigation of character when you're getting to meet someone. So, so it, that is both natural and the way that you, you know, hang out with each other, you go to the movies, you know how people feel about arriving late or I don't know like just little things that come up in the interaction and also somewhat intentional uh it, that that you can be like asking questions like what how would you feel in this situation what would you do in this at some point later on in the in the like when we were getting to know each other we just we like started asking some questions from the New York Times and like read a book together that was about marriage and like all these things where we were both really like very intentional in in learning about each other and how each other would be because sometimes it gets so like just a feeling mm -hmm. and even though that's very important and it should be part of it and it like i it it is it, like a, a very conscious process at the mm -hmm. same time so i think we definitely took those steps even though we were, you know, like uh, two weeks after I left to Colombia, we started a relationship of like distance and traveling and it has some pros and cons. 
it's complicated, it's hard, but it's also a process where we were able to talk a lot because we couldn't do a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So we couldn't go out, we couldn't like, um, so we got to like talk to each other a lot and learn about each other. And uh, he went, travel, I came, travel, like we stayed in, and I had already like this, I had already, I, my plan was to come back. I just had to go because I had to take care of some family stuff so it was my plan was so it wasn't either like that we were in di fully different places and we didn't see a way of of um, finding our, ourselves in the same city again even though I think we would have found a way regardless um but yeah that's that's kind of the story of the getting to know each other right yeah because you have sort of a parallel thing going on where you kind of you want the spark you know you want the um the feelings but at the same time, you know, there's also some very like nitty gritty, boring things about relationships, you know, or like I, I think a th another theme is like that marriage and relationships are also life. Right. So whatever principles you apply to life are also going to apply to this situation. And I think in some of the conversations we had offline and earlier, like, I mean, perfection, you know, I think we're talking more about like journey, progress, right, growth, reflection more than like oh, okay here it is like everything's good um you know some type of like static solid um situation because again this depends on your personal beliefs right but the baha'i perspective is is that we have a soul and that there's a life beyond this and that marriage is a physical and a spiritual um union union you know so when you're thinking about not necessarily in the front of your head but in the back of your head as you're getting to know to someone like this sort of romance and getting to know is with the intention of, you know, it's not just so like, oh, this person walks through the room. Oh, they look cute. Like, let's see what's going on. Right. A little more in the back of your head. You're like, OK, well, if if I start to get to know this person, like in the back of my head, that's kind of what I'm thinking about for the long term. It doesn't mean this is all like the first conversation, like things, you know, you got to let things unfold. But it changes your perspective on how you approach the other person and, and what you're you're sort of looking for and at in, in whatever you know i don't know if it makes sense but oh, yeah yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense i really like what maria said about like you guys were very intentional because i feel like that's an important aspect that is not done like in mainstream dating it's the idea of intention never even comes into comes into play right because i feel like the way that it is now it's you know you see somebody, they're attractive or whatever you're, whatever you're attracted to about this person, right? Because sometimes it's not looks. Sometimes people are attracted to what a person has, right? So it, it depends on the level of, of, of what the attraction is. But then there's this, you you know, maybe you like this person, maybe you guys like the, like each other, but for some reason, you're scared to ask each other like the hard questions, like Maria has said, like like the real stuff, right? And to decide whether it's just going to be this thing where you go out on numerous dates and then it just dies out. Or if you talk to each other like this is, we both know what we want going into any type of situation. And let me ask 
these intentional questions to you and you ask them to me to see like if it's even worth pursuing and going any further and that's not a bad thing I think like a lot of people think like oh what's too early no that's the perfect time to do it because you're not wasting that person's time and they're not wasting yours time is limited here on earth we know this so I'm like asking those types of questions and having those discussions and also not being afraid to have them. Um, one lets you know that this person, you can have serious discussions with them and not have to worry about them backing away or shutting down and getting afraid. So it shows that they know how to communicate, which is like number one in a, in, in a relationship, right? Um, and two, like it shows you like where they're at mentally, like in terms of them building something together and growing with another, <clears throat> excuse me, growing with another person. And like a lot of times today, people are just like, oh, well, you know, we like the same movies, but okay, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, that's great. That's great. You like the same movies and you like to go to the same concerts, but like, you know, what if you guys have a child together and one of you doesn't believe in baptism, but the other one does? Like, these are questions that matter. Like, what if, you believe that meditating is a way for you to connect with the universe and your and your partner thinks that that's idiotic. Like those two things in the long run, they're not going to work. And people sometimes even go into these situations knowing that their partner does not have the same type of like, I, I call them like core principles and they still keep going regardless. And they hope like they, they date the person that they hope this person is going to be instead of the person that's in front of them. And then nothing, it, it doesn't work out because nothing was ever intentionally laid laid out in front for them to follow, like as a path. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Cause, um, and like how they had mentioned, it's being investigative. And I think mm -hmm. when you... When, when you delve into it with like investigation and not just to like sit there and pick point and be like, hmm, well, are they this way? Or are they? No, no. What, what you're doing is you're discovering the person beyond just like the physical and what you see in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's top notch to be investigative, to be like, hey, you know what? How does this person like to be treated? How does this person feel if... Um, you know, they're celebrated if they come to events late. Like these are the things that you're going to be dealing with in daily life situations. So it's very, very integral to be investigative. Now, just personal question, because I know many of us, whether we had like a two-parent household, some don't have a two-parent household, but I think it's important to understand, like definitely when it comes into the realm of marriage, that it's very, very important to realize and understand like how to keep that spark alive within, within a marriage and within a relationship. And what I'm noticing, especially within like um, this modern day culture, not a lot of people have that concept or not a lot of people realize or understand that it's work in you know maintaining that spark and keeping that um desire and well yeah and our spirit was leading me to say vulnerability because it also takes being vulnerable in especially in a marriage and a relationship so would y'all two have like any advice in that notion i think so you mentioned like what type of like family life we had before right for me 
I had like my my parents got divorced when I was nine. I had it was my mom got remarried. She got divorced again. Like I didn't see a lot of examples of couples that worked that you know that were happy that had like uh worked for a little bit but it was there was always and Mm -hmm. I think that I had to do a lot of work personally and internally like for myself to find clarity into what were the things that were important to me right and that mattered to me and that I, I, what were negotiables, what were not negotiables, right? Like this really getting to understand. And this is not like, oh, he needs to be tall. He needs to be short. No, like, I don't mean that. I mean, like, what are those core values, right? Those principles Mm -hmm. that are um, so important in, in, in my life and how this was literally the year before I, I met Jeremy, like, narrowing down I had really bad relationships before Jeremy like really bad like I, I always say if, if if we if I can have a relationship that is healthy harmonious you know like so um it and like you anyone can get there because mm-hmm. uh, I had like not good experiences before and not good experiences growing up um but it but it is possible to arrive to those places mm-hmm. and and to and to and to make decisions that are important in that way. Part of it to like I think, quote unquote, keep this like that that it it's both a decision of like how important this is to me to us. So it was important for me that the person value a relationship and marriage how I value it. Right, like it was a, a, a it was an important union. It was a spiritual union. It was a full commitment on all areas of life, right? And it was thought for a long time that there was respect, that there was honesty, that there was certain things that were key, like that could not not be there for the relationship to to progress. And I feel like it's just constantly... um, tuning and and being aware and working both on our own spiritual and you know like individual progress uh but also the one as as a couple and as as like I always feel like there's this this third entity that is not me as an individual that is not Jeremy as an individual that it is our relationship and if I value it so much, then a lot of times, like if I want, if I want to be right, or if I wanted to, like a lot of times when I think in perspective of like, okay, what, how, what, what does this do to the relationship? Um, then if the relationship like wins, you know, like becomes like, like it's so much more valuable that you want to take care of it. So it's like, so I think that is it's um it's part of it uh for me um and there are like daily things right like Jeremy every morning uh when he goes to work every morning he sends me a a message 
uh, saying something. Like every morning he goes, um, if I'm still sleeping, he comes and gives me a kiss before leaving. Like it's very consistent. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is like priceless. Like it's, it seems like a small thing, but it's very, um, it's just, it's just, it's just a show of like, so much dedication always right like like not forgetting not taking for granted right like all those things uh i think that and consultation and like being able to talk to each other and and get to to agreements with like love and detachment but also sincerity right like all those things um anyway i'm going too long but... <laughs> i think also i don't know what you said really made me think of this, but I remember when I was younger, um, I remember whenever I was around like older couples that have been married for a long time, you know, in their 50s or 60s or whatever, mm -hmm. and things seemed to be going well for them. I think there was very much the sense of not taking one another for granted, you know, and even in the small interactions with one another, mm -hmm. like trying to be careful about what they said, like trying to just be very very careful on the on the little things you know and not being okay i'm married to this person so like you gotta deal with me you know just still being like very you know kind of respectful in the little things many many years later you know and just seeing them be like okay so this is something i have to think about in my life is like if i if i w want to try to have something like this in my life i have to be ready to sort of have that as a focus of like okay this is this whole thing it is a journey. There is no like, okay, all right, the, th the thing's good, you know, and and nothing's gonna happen that's gonna, uh, call, yeah, cause a challenge or like need work. Like in life, like there are challenges, things need work, and to expect that that would not also be part of our marriage or continue to be part of our individual lives after we're married, I think uh, we might be setting ourselves up for some some challenges if we, if that's our perspective. But I also think that the like relation, like the relationship, in my opinion, should be a source of like it's this this source of well-being. Like I feel like the world is already so challenging in so many ways. And it hits us hard in so many ways that are totally out of our control and some are, and you know, but that to me it was very important that this relationship was like a, a a foundation that it was a rock right that like that that is a place that I can come for like reconnection and and replenishing myself and not the other way around I think that's also um and I think that requires a lot of like of course contribution from each other right um yeah it's kind of like your like own little harmonious temple and you know even when you go to like uh like if you go to like a buddhist temple or something like that you'll constantly see monks cleaning even though when you look at it it looks spotless right but you'll see them dusting and wiping and straightening up things it's the same thing with your relationship and um, I, I really like what Jeremy said when he mentioned the individual aspect of a marriage, right? Because a lot of times people think that when they're in relationships, like dating, like boyfriend and girlfriend, or even when they get married, that they like, they become these, these 
archetypes, right? Like I'm just a, a wife and I'm just a husband and, and that's it. And they forget like, no, you're like an entire person. And this is just one of the many roles that you have in life. And so consistently working on yourself and like your own spiritual growth and your own personal growth and mental health and stuff like that actually makes you a better person to your partner because you're able to be more present you're able to not take things in the way in which like they're not meant you know what I mean you're, you're more reflective on things you're more likely to say like okay maybe my partner is just having a bad day mm-hmm. I'm gonna just let that go you know what I mean I'm gonna see if there's anything that I can do for them to you know make them feel better even though you know they may have gotten on your nerves a little bit you know that this is not their usual temperament and you can like you know you can put that to the side but that's not going to happen to an individual that is not working on themselves and working to understand that like people react different ways out of trauma out of trauma being triggered and sometimes they just literally just need you to be there. Like you don't even have to say anything. You just got to be there to show them that like, I'm not like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for you re- regardless. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times couples, like I have friends that get into relationships and like they completely cut, cut everyone off. Like they're just like, Oh, you know, it's just me about me and this person all the time. And, and, and like they don't even know who they are they don't know what's happening in their friends lives like they don't know anything and it's just like and then once that that experience is over then it's just like oh well, how how do I connect with the world again and it's 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 sad to see and it happens a lot and um like I like what Maria has said that you know it's like this kind of like almost like this machine that you kind of have to keep oil and you have to check the gears and stuff like that. You have to make sure that it, it keeps properly working. And I think a lot of times with relationships, we think like, I've heard plenty of people say, oh, well, you know, I got her now, or I got him now. And then they just think like, book close, <laughs> let me put it back on the shelf. And it's just like, no, this is like a manuscript that is never done being written. Like we're going to keep writing in this book forever and until we can't write no more. And then maybe we'll start to have to do like an oral translation at that point, but the the book is going to keep going. And I know like just from like people that I know in in my own personal life that that is what happens. And I also did not grow up in an environment where I seen a healthy relationship like ever. Um, And I didn't realize until I want to say about six years ago that I've never been in a healthy relationship in my entire life like since I've started dating. And the one that I thought, I was like, oh no, I definitely had one. No, I was completely codependent. And so I wasn't in a healthy place. And it's not about pointing a finger saying, oh, well, these people were so bad because I was just as bad for accepting that type of behavior. So what was it about myself that I felt empty about that I thought, you know, oh, well, this person can love me the way that I need to be loved and then everything will be great. That's why I cringe when I hear other, when people say, oh, well, this person is going to complete me. I'm like, ooh, you should already be completed. This person is just addition. And it's like, they're like a rocket booster that you put on and you guys are making it the space together, but they're not going to complete you. Yeah. You know, um, just kind of weighing in on um, some of the things that I heard that really stuck out to me. Um, how how Maria was talking about consistency and um 
that's very important to me. And I believe that's very important to me just because I was, you know, fortunate and blessed enough to witness that with, you know, growing up with um, both of my parents and, and seeing them while they were interacting with each other. And um, it's definitely something that has instilled in me as well. And I know as we were talking pre-recording, um, we were discussing on, on the laurels of how it's important to be able to grow with your partner, right? And understanding that it's having the individual growth and being able to see that person flourish for themselves, right? So in that instance, what are ways, because it's like, I know in most people's mind, when they hear like, oh, you know, growing, somebody, my, my partner's growing, are they changing? Or Well, it's not necessarily that they're changing, it's that they're enhancing and they're becoming, you know, the person they're destined to be, right? So I think in essence, it's it's not anything that you can be fearful or woeful of. It's more or less, it's like you allow that person to, one, nurture themselves, and then you're also encouraging that growth and them to um, flourish, as, as I had mentioned. So has there been any examples where you've seen the growth in um, each other, like, like from, you know, daily life and daily challenges, like where you have in terms be like, wow, you know, I'm actually really proud and I'm actually, you know, like really just um, happy for you reaching this new pinnacle, this new level. So has that happened for you both or? I mean, I could, yeah, I could definitely speak on that. Um, I think one of the things that, um, I don't know what the right word here is, but one of the times where I sort of experienced something like that was when Maria started doing some of this production work with these like very intense, larger productions, right? So when she was probably like what, ahead of a department for like a Netflix show or a show going to HBO and it's this highly intense environment, um, but the way that she was able to be herself and still succeed in that environment because in, in many in many environments but i think particularly in a, in a lot of these production environments sometimes it's very aggressive mm. um, sometimes you have to act with maybe a lot of confidence and project as though you think you're correct even though you might not have any idea and the way that she really like valued finding the truth valued uh treating people respectfully but was still able to be successful you know um and i think that's something that i hadn't always seen a lot of and was just very i don't know like it's, it's not as always at all like i didn't think she could do it but just to be around someone who was doing that um, was just a beautiful thing, you know, mm -hmm. and to be present for that um, and to be like, wow, I'm so happy that that she's doing this because it's not like it was something that was being reinforced, you know, unfortunately. And I don't want these comments to come out as judgmental, right? So it's like, whatever works for someone is useful to you, please take it. If not, just ignore it, you know? But mm -hmm. I feel like in a lot of our professional and social environments, there's a lot of like gossiping, you know, and that that can be a lot of how people connect with one another you know, a lot of how, how time is spent. And I feel like Maria really tried to take a different um, aspect in that because she's working in COVID. So people have a lot of different opinions. 
working long hours and people are upset about a lot of things and the way she treated people and the way she responded to them i was like these are things that i uh aspire to be in my own life and in my own work you know and and the reason that i brought it up because see i think initially what happens and and just uh, i mean I, I i'm not married but uh I would imagine because I see it often in relationships, right? Like, so when you get together with your partner and you're at just, uh, let's say, a place that's common, right? Then when you actually start to see somebody else uh, flourish, become better, have their own personal growth, at times what happens if a if the other partner is per se, insecure within themselves, right? They start to fear that growth, which I've come to a point now, because at, at one point in life, yes, I, I was insecure. And at one point, it it, like, it it put me to worry to see another person um, reach a echelon of a level of where it's like, I haven't attained that yet. So I'm not sure how I can um, be on common footing ground with them, right? But now that I've had my, you know, own personal discovery of growth and reaching a point and trying to obtain different points and different levels, but now my eyes are way more open to the thought of if I can encourage that, if I can support that, allow me to support it. And if it's a growth that I, you know, within my spirit that I don't feel like resonates, then it's like, I also should be brave enough, you know, to say, hey, you know, I don't, that doesn't resonate well with me. And I'm just letting you know that doesn't resonate well with me. And if there's something that we can do about it, then, you know, I'm all up for it. And if things have to change, then things have to change. But it's only for the benefit of the both of us, right? So I think, um, yeah, that's the reason I really brought it up, because I think a lot of people, especially in this modern day and age, they struggle with seeing their partner reach a higher level of growth, especially when they haven't obtained it. So it was just beautiful to hear that. I mean, I think if I could sneak in just one other thing right after that, I think also thinking about like reflection and communication, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of reflection, it's, it's like, well, what, what do I need, you know, or, or what are the things that I'm searching for? Because someone might value consistency or someone from their experiences might be like, well, you know, I'm okay with the highs and the lows because that's what I'm used to. And that's how I know what to manage. Mm -hmm. The same thing about what you're talking about. Like there might be some couples who are like, look, we don't need to do the same things because we're each bringing something different to the relationship and I'm cool with that. Or there might be someone else who's like, well, look, no, like I need them to be bringing him something or I, you know, like to reflect like, okay, well, what, what are the things that, that I think that I want and need? And am I able to have conversations with the other person about this in order for me to be in somewhat of a harmonious place in the relationship to be a harmonious place? Because, you know, all of us are wired different. All of us have different experiences. Um, and I think part of the thing that can be so challenging about relationships is like, it gets very deep into how we've been sort of hardwired. Like, like what are you attracted to? What are you not attracted to? You know, like, how are, how do our experiences shape how we respond to things? You know, what are the patterns that are in us that we might not even know until they come out because of something that happened? Then you're like, oh, hey, wait a minute, this is, I'm doing this because of this, you know, but you didn't know it before or you weren't in such an intimate situation that it came out, you know, and hopefully, at least for, for me and for us, 
trying to be reflective and trying to communicate can be ways to sort of navigate these things because there's so much gray out there in the world right now right like it was it was brought up before off camera beforehand or off off pod I don't even know what like <laughs> what like what is marriage nowadays right because mm -hmm. there's a certain historical model right and there's some aspects of that that probably have value and will continue and there are other parts it's like well now that wasn't necessarily helpful for the people involved and for society as a whole you know and so how do we how do we navigate that you know how do we yeah sorry but just in respond yeah oh no 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 that was that was actually wonderful and yeah I um I definitely agree on that sentiment because it's it's understanding, you know, those core values, those core principles, as Myra was speaking about. Um, and then I think it's on the opposite hand of once you know those core values, right, then it's like you're making the marriage what it in a sense needs to be, because I definitely feel that it's it's an understanding of self. And when you get to that understanding of self, then it's like, okay, these core values have to be present within, you know, this relationship. So that it's not just the relationship flourishing, but it's also, you know, that individual flourishing as well. So yeah, I definitely agree on that. I also think too, it's about like, when you decide, okay, this is, you know, this is a person I want to build a relationship, right? Like you need to define what your needs and your wants are. Mm -hmm. And a big problem with that is that people will automatically jump to the, the narrative or the talking point of, oh, I don't need anybody or I don't need anything. And they take that as like, a, um, like as this, oh, I'm not a vulnerable person, you know? And it's just like, granted, no one needs anyone. We all need air and food and, you know, the essentials to like, like literally survive as humans. Um, but when you in a relationship, you do have needs and it's nothing wrong with telling your partner, like, um, you know, this is what I need. Like I need consistency. Like, especially let's say for instance, that if you grew up in a household where like you never, someone was always letting someone down. Right. So automatically when you become an adult, Granted, you're going to go through some relationships that mirror your childhood, right? But then when you grow, you're going to find that person. And the reason why you're going to fall in love with them is because they're consistent. They're always there for you. They do the same mundane things, but you love these mundane things because it is what you needed. And um, defining like what we need in a relationship is like very, very important and a lot of times people work from the point of what they want in a relationship, right? Like, oh, well, I want someone this successful or this makes this much money or works out or, or whatever the case is. And that's, you know, that's cool. That's fine. But what you need and what you want, that's, that's going to determine the longevity of your relationship because once they're consistently changing, right? My need for food, shelter, air, and those things are never changing because I'll die, Right. In the same way with the relationship, those needs are going to be consistent throughout the relationship because those are things that you need in order to keep, like Maria said, this third entity, which is the relationship, healthy and thriving and harmonic and going. And if you don't have the, the basic needs met for the foundation of that relationship, at some point, it, 
it's going to die because it's it's no it doesn't have anything to to like live off of to grow from i suppose since this modern day and age right like and 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 i know it's not the whole populace it's just more of what's being you know consumed and what's being shown in um social media and and all of that but as far as like any words of wisdom upon love that y'all could like shed for especially in this modern day era because i feel like you know how we kind of spoke previously on if it's not seen within you know like a childhood setting or if you're if you definitely don't have it like within your community or or somewhere just apparently like like hey you can look over and see a wonderful couple um being in love like is there any wisdom that you both could share just like for those who don't have you know don't have it uh, readily available to them like like just man- or mannerisms on or single folks that are out here struggling <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's better to say <laughs> because um and i don't know if this is what you're referring to but like we like sometimes we have grown up with this ideas of how love quote unquote should look like or how it has looked like right and sometimes it might be full of conflict and sometimes and you think that that is it because it's the you know ups and downs and the roller coasters or the uh or we see in movies how things are portrayed and the type of problems that in the movies show up and then they coming back and you know in a way that and I think all of that is like this romanticism which nothing wrong with romantic uh expressions that those are part of the beauty of a relationship but I feel like like putting that as a foundation can be very dangerous and thinking that that is love right I feel like that love is something a lot more profound and powerful and it to me in my growth it, it, I realized that for me, it implied a lot of aspects that I feel like are within love. So it's like care, sincerity, like honesty, um, consistency, right? Like finding that like security in a way that, that you feel from the, from the character of the other person that you can count on. Um, this um this being sensitive to each other's wounds and to be able to hold the space for feelings and the words of wisdom like to me all of those things are what i where i found this word love live like those things live within what i think love is so so it's like what we were saying that the entity the little plant right that you're taking care of like I feel like when those things are put into the soil it it flourishes I'm a full believer of that I think that what I said earlier like in 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 that process of finding someone or like I feel like there's two two steps for me and one is one internal and it's like 
really clarifying like what do I want and what are the things that the values I think really it's it to me is more about values than anything else like all the practical aspects of life first of all they are vulnerable to change at any moment right like and once you are in a ride together, you are in a ride together. And right. So it's like, so, so like putting your foundation for our first personal lives too, in like material things there, there, we have no control over them. So I, I really find that like just something to like distract ourselves, but I don't think that ultimately that, that, that goes away, that can go away. Right. So it's more about like those 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 spiritual values in my in my experience that really align and uh okay how do we talk to each other how do we like I know for me like and and also that it matches right like in a way that like I knew that for me for my well-being I needed some of that was like patient with my process with my emotions for example because I know I knew that and like Jeremy uh, I think that's also something that he has grown of. And, and and I think he was from the beginning, but he has even become more like wholesome <laughs> to like, you know, and I think I also have found healing in that process. And therefore I had less, you know, like, <laughs> like moments where my emotions are <laughs> like, like they're a little bit more like, I like the, there's this sense of security internally that has grown. Uh, so I feel like, both have complemented in that way. Like if I had somebody that was like, oh my God, what are you doing? Why are you crying? Or something like that. I think that would have been that damaging to my process, to my healing process and therefore to my growth and therefore to them. And like, it just becomes conflict, right? So it's this, that is love. Like to me, that is love. Like to be able to do that for each other. And then, you know, and then him also like, you know, as a man in this world, finding like, attuning more and more to his vulnerability and to appreciating those things and I think those that in that to me is where where love resides um yeah beautiful 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 and Jeremy would you would you have anything to add on that note or like any just kind of wise words of love and and maybe finding it like just not just within yourself because that's important right but then also being able to recognize it within another person. So, so anything to add on that note? I mean, I almost don't want to say anything after what she just said. You know, <laughs> I, I, I do have a question though for you guys, um, because I because I think of also like your your spiritual connection, right? I think that allows this um, beauty to like radiate from from like your relationship. It's like very beautiful. Um, but what do you think that people can have that same type of success? Let's say if they're not a spiritual couple, like, I don't, I don't know how that happens, but, um, let's say that neither one of these people have any belief in anything other than themselves. Um, where do, how do they move from there? Like what, how does that look? I mean, the only thing, the thing I, I feel like I was in conversations with people, I'm like, look, whatever you can find that works for you that is not damaging to other human beings or society, like God bless and and find that road, hmm. you know, because I don't, what that conversation would be with that person. Because I think 
as we started early on, and as is probably coming back around here, like the principles that we apply to life are all the principles that we apply to our relationship, right? Because, you know, I'm happily married. I'm very thankful. I'm, I'm very grateful. But I remember what it's like to be single, you know, and I felt like the same way being single, being married, like I've got to get up and, and do my best and take whatever life has for me, you know, the highs and the lows and feel it, um, learn from it and, and keep going, you know, and, and to me, it applies in both, both circumstances just looks in different ways. You know, it's like you, you move to a, a different country or you're, you know, you have a new job or something like some of the specifics of what, of what you're thinking about are different, but some of the, if you want to say tools or principles or whatever are, are going to be the same ones. Um, I think another conversation would be interesting to have one day is the expectations that we yeah. place on marriages versus community you know because we all have different experiences right different family experiences different cultural experiences regional experiences and then we also probably have a lot of what the mass media algorithms are feeding us or whatever little bubble we're in right but i feel like i'm under the impression that that capitalism sort of destroys communities and destroys connections you know which both from you could go either from ancient wisdom or from science like connections with other people are very important for our well-being yeah. you know um, and so where and when how is that happening in whatever circumstances we're living that's affected by these both recent and longer running forces as we try to reshape different institutions and survive right with some of this madness because there's a lot of things that are going on that we've arrived at historically that are breaking things like individually and institutionally that we're trying to find different ways of doing things but i find it often happens more in our interactions with people than the things that we're seeing coming our way right because i turn on the news i see x y z okay that's true but when i interact with people i'm also seeing other things i don't see there mm -hmm. so what, what's what's going on here you know and that those things are often actually healthier and things that people more be interested in seeing, because then maybe if something is not a part of your individual, like immediate daily experience, you'd be like, oh, oh, wait, but here I see some examples of that. And instead, everything is just sort of so attuned to what's what's going to sell, what's going to get the most ratings, what's going to, and that appeals to specific parts of our brain, right? It's like the, the constant, so... I hope that responded to whatever the original. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I just I had two last questions for you guys, um, and it's more so like advice questions that I want you to give. So one for people that are in relationships, whether they're married or not married, but let's say you're in your relationship or whatever, how do you know what is a he uh, a healthy level of sacrifice, right? how do you know when is too much or how do you know because I, I feel like a lot of times especially if you've never seen a relationship and you've only seen like toxic ones you go into like a marriage or a relationship thinking like oh I have to like literally sacrifice myself I have to sacrifice everything because this is what it's supposed to look like right so how do you know what what what's healthy or not like how do you guys know like how do you know what's a, he a healthy level of sacrifice for your relationship I think that 
I think that there's things there are things in my in my opinion that cannot cannot be negotiated like any type of abuse right like uh anywhere where there's physical or emotional right like I think that when there's the lack of respect if it happens once you have to address it immediately and it cannot happen again like there are things that cannot right like in our in our in our relationship like fidelity and honesty like things like that like that like that it it can be so damaging once it has you know existed once and you have to be so careful with that Mm -hmm. uh so I think those things in terms of sacrificing I think it is it has to be balanced it always has to be balanced like it cannot be unbalanced because there won't be harmony um there are times where I will be okay you know this time I'll um like compromise you know and then other times he'll compromise but if in the long term it is unbalanced and if it's going just one way and there is one person that is the one that always compromises for example I feel like that has to be addressed and revised and reflected on because that there's something so I feel like you have to you have to communicate and be able to find times because there's two people right so sometimes you have one opinion the other one has one opinion not always you will find points of commonality sometimes you will sometimes you and and sometimes you're gonna have one of the two you're gonna have to go one way um in like major decisions of life at least right um but I feel I feel like like I I also think that it's when you think of the other one and put him in like an important place right but the other one is also doing the same for you there is a give and take there is like a reciprocity there is like this idea of collaborating of finding those and I feel like that is what makes things move forward and it not feeling like oh I am sacrificing myself for the other one or the like it shouldn't feel like a lack I feel like it it's just a fountain that continues to right you both put in what water in that plant like it's not it's not uh um it's not just one one part or and I feel like that is that is important, like finding space for 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 both to give and 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 for as a result, you will, both will will receive, right? When there is the like one place that it goes the other, like completely like unbalanced, and especially with time, if it continues, I feel like that can be very damaging. But there are certain things that and for everyone might be a little different, but I feel like I will generalize for all human beings, like, you know, like in the world, like there has to be some sense of justice and some sense of um, like, you cannot dehumanize anyone. You cannot insult anyone. You cannot like hit anyone. Like those things are like, should be like for everybody a rule, right? I feel like in a relationship is the same. Like, like, yeah, non-harming, non-harming. Mm-hmm.
I think like the the golden thread and everything that you just said is that if if like for our listeners like the golden thread in that was it shouldn't feel like a lack mm-hmm. like and I think intrinsic intrinsically we we know that feeling like when when you're in an unhealthy relationship and your partner wants you to give more than what you know you should like there's a feeling inside of you where it's just like maybe you feel defeated or maybe you feel sad or maybe you feel something that that does not feel right and that's that that what you just said is like is like that thread of okay i'm 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 giving too much and and this is this is not right but i think a lot of times people also too like they move out of a space of fear because they think oh well you know this person like let's say everything about this person is on paper like everything that you like right but then when you get in an actual relationship with them it's just like mm, i don't know and and everyone's like no but this person is perfect they da, 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 da. but then you're kind of like yeah well i know but something is just something is just off and and like you grow this fear of losing this person because of on paper but you're not actually you're not actually happy because you're you're giving too much of of something that you don't feel like you should be um and i think that reciprocity that you talked about is like is is key like every relationship should have that but i know hella relationships that don't so yeah and i've also been in those types of relationships too yeah okay also with your question it's it's an ongoing question right um because you're not perfect. The other person's not perfect, right? So you're always like, okay, are we within the realm of these are things that people work on? Are we over on some other edge of like, no, no, this is this has gone too far. It's a red flag. This is something that's got to get um, shut down. And I can only say that, that for me, the things that I think about in this situation are like, if praying is something you do, prayer might be a good idea. You know, if there are things you can find from professional resources, you know, okay, what's well, something that some therapists say about this? If that's something that you find as a source, excellent. And also, like, if you have uh, friends or community where you feel like you can have this conversation, right, where it feels like a, a safe place for the conversation, this could be another place. Whatever of those things are in your world that work for you can sometimes be something that w- would help us get some clarity in uh, in that. Because it's, it's always, and it's also for me, often so very gendered, that one in particular, you know, because what has been normalized, what's the history, what's happening nowadays, um, and often in our relationship or marriage or whatever, we would be trying to move like above um, and ahead from the things that are out there normalized, right, that have been put into us, like, okay, how can we try and um, build new patterns and learn from the things that are going on that probably shouldn't be going on that we'd like to to do better at. I'm I'm really I'm really glad that you did mention that. Like it's there's nothing wrong with um definitely seeking prayer, definitely seeking um second suggestions from you know whether that's their therapy or just um like looking in within um realms of various self help uh methods. Yet just to kind of like from a personal standpoint on that and kind of gracing upon what Maria was mentioning, that lack, like when you feel that you're lacking of, kind of reminds me like if 
you're dealing within that situation of feeling like you're sacrificing too much and you feel like you're losing who you are, like the core of you, that person, the individual, and your partner does not um, feel sympathy or any remorse for you lacking or losing yourself in all of that sacrifice. I think that's just evidence enough right then and there, like, hey, this doesn't feel right and it's definitely wrong. So, cause there should be, a, there should at least be that notion of like, hey, you know, I know I'm asking a lot of you yet, you know, I'm, I'm going to refill that well of you, of, of that person. But if there's no refilling of that spiritual well, if there's no um, sympathy of, you know, taking so drastically much from a person and they're, you know, just like nonchalant <laughs> about it, because I've seen it happen as of where, uh, you know, a partner, a friend, they they come to you and ask and knowing that it's head over heels over the mountain and they don't. There, there's no in indication or inclination of remorse or being like, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna help build you back up. Yeah, I think I think that's evidence enough. And I think I I also want to say like it. I do think it is the attitude is I think for me the attitude that helps is an attitude of giving. Mm -hmm. Like it's not an attitude of like, oh, am I giving too much or is it like. Oh, like I always put the example of roommates. Like I feel like in, in when you have roommates, you always feel like you're the one that washes the dishes more <laughs> often. You know, like everybody feels the same way. <laughs> like be and that I feel like what is important, what is really important to look at and be like reflect on, because we're living in such an individualistic society that I feel like this idea of collaboration and reciprocity is what changes the game because you don't feel lack when, as you said, like both are putting into the well, right? Like there is, and at times it might be for little moments, mm -hmm. but in the overall aftermath, it doesn't feel. It's like you're building, you're growing, but the attitude is of giving. You just have to find a place that is healthy where you can give and the other one is also and finding reciprocity and respect. Like, if you are in a place, it's more the place is unhealthy. It's not that you're unhealthy because you're giving, right? At the same time, what does giving mean, right? Like giving is one thing. And maybe, I don't know, if we like accept everything, that is to me is not giving. That's a different thing, right? Like you mentioned codependency, like when you're like, don't, don't like completely focus on the other person and forget about your own existence and your own process. Like that could be like, that is different. Right. But like giving is like, I continue to reflect on myself, to grow, to like, you know, build this uh, pillar, this, um, and then, and, and at the same time, I am contributing and giving to this relationship and to the, and to each other. Therefore, it's like, uh, uh, and I feel like society, if we thought of that way, would it would it would be the same way, right? Like if we if we thought of the society more of like less than we 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 I I I, and more like okay, we are all, but 
finding those safe spaces is not easy in this world because the world, the tendencies of the world are different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that that, yeah, but but I feel like that idea of not giving up the value because there, the space in which you are trying to practice it is not healthy or responsive is not necessarily like the the response the answer is more like the value is there we need to find places where we can practice it um yeah i don't know it's just sometimes can be challenging but but it is definitely a yeah a giving attitude is what i wanted to like uh, because i think that's so helpful for each other like you and if you're a conscious person, then you feel it from the other one, and then you also want to give because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to be like, oh no, it was taking, you know. But mm-hmm. you also you want to be able to feel like you could give freely and mm-hmm. that it's not something that's not reciprocated, but it's not going to look the same. So I mean, I'll throw it, I'll throw it out here, right? So for one of my birthdays, like, so Maria's like, she's a producer, right? So like sometimes she puts on events or she puts on scenes or stuff like that. So there were like flower petals. There were like, I don't know, like boxes. There were like hand cut things. And I was like, this is beautiful. I will, it would be extremely, I'm going to say it's not possible. It would be extremely hard for me to do this same thing for her, right? It would take me like two months help from like <laughs> all my friends who are good at those things, right? So hopefully, um in your relationship someone could feel free to give the best of who they are and feel like the other person is going to make the effort even if it looks different to be thankful and to also give in other ways because you're not the same person right yeah. you don't you know you don't do the same things like because she did that oh, this is beautiful it's like oh I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull this one off so what are we gonna do here because uh, she needs to feel that she is as important to me and shown, right? It just might be shown in a different way or on a different level, but you can't be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for doing that. You know, um, <laughs> and I think, some... <laughs> yeah, and I think it's learning to value those different ways. Mm-hmm. Like if I was like, no, I need to have a party every time my birthday, you know, like, I know otherwise I don't feel love. Like, is that really that important? You know, it's a question for myself, right? Like, it's really that like or is it more important that I experience this emotionally or this like from him that I know it's like and with time those flashy things you know (laughs) become less for me right like and at the same time yeah I want to give I want to do this for him because that came naturally for me uh, because that's the way of me expressing love right and but he didn't but but he's valuing those differences and but the core the the intention the the core value i feel like it's it's the same is there right um yeah i I think sometimes people like (laughs) like um they get uh, competitive about it and like you know and it's just like sometimes they don't mean to and then sometimes it's like outside influences Like, let's say if, like, you, like, film everything that you're doing, right, and you, like, put it on on social media, and then, like, then your partner does the same thing, and and people are like, well, that does not, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then you feel like, well, dang, like, what could I, 
I really, really love my partner. And like, this is like, I, maybe I'm not that creative. So, I, you know, that's, that's not my thing. But instead, like, let's say I'm very like, I don't know, hands-on. So I can like build a table or something that I know that this person really loves or whatever. And I think that like, that's just appreciating each other's differences and also like working with each other's like strengths and differences, right? Because maybe like one person is super creative, but the other person is like, very like um I don't want to say rigid but like very like non-creative I guess is the best word to say but sometimes creative people as a creative person uh you can be like <laughs> very airy and like start projects and then jump and then hop and then like and you're just so excited to do everything you just want to create stuff and then you have like that other person that's kind of like your anchor like okay like we have a half finished chair like we have a chair with three legs yeah like, I, I need you to finish this right so it's about like that balance and like not not judging each other and understanding that like it, it's beauty and like having those those different things and just like coming together and building something from there and it's like don't let other outside influences or like pre-programmed ideas of what this person is supposed to be like ruin like the beauty of the relationship that you have. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. And it's like, that's kind of where for better terms, like that yin and the yang effect really happens when you're able to, like Maria was mentioning, do something freely without feeling like something that just aspires naturally from within. So it's like, you have this vision and you do it and you get to see it actually become reality. And then you then you're there in real time seeing, you know, that loved one appreciate and experience all that you did just naturally. It makes you more inclined. It makes you more passionate to want to do those things again. Right. And even when it comes to like how Germany was mentioning okay, yeah, I can't, um, you know, arrange flowers and decorations in that sense, but there's still that natural care that he can provide. And, you know, Maria will be able to see that and sense that and feel that and encourage him in that same sense. So the yin and the yang is like, boom, it's just right there. And it's natural and just beautiful to have somebody to be like, yes, I appreciate what you're naturally uh, gifted and willing to do, not feeling that I'm egging and forcing this upon you to, you know, meet my uh, requirements, meet my arrangements. No, it's coming into it with the sense of, yes, I'm happy to do this. And I, and I want you to be happy seeing me do this and flourish in doing it as well. So yeah, very, very beautiful. Well, Marcus, if you don't have any more questions, I want to ask them if they have like any closing remarks or tips or anything else that they wanted to um, share with us. Um, and I just want to say like that I'm very thankful to have you two on. This has been like a very beautiful, loving experience and like also very hopeful, right? You know, to like people that are out here on these single streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very nice because sometimes you know you get you get jaded and you start thinking like oh I'd just rather be alone forever right because you and you don't really mean it it's just because you're if you're not willing willing to settle or if you just like are tired of it um and so it's very nice to see that um 
that this is not like some scripted type of thing and that your love is real and that is possible for anybody. Um, but you know, you have, you have to go into it with intention. And I think that, that was the lesson that I've learned from this entire recording was just like keeping that intention that I have and not letting people from the outside that are in bad relationships tell me that what I'm doing is like crazy or something like that. So thank you. And like, I appreciate you both. Thank you. Do you have anything? I just want to say thank you for having us. It's been great to spend some time here together this afternoon. I may know it's a podcast recording and everything, but it's just nice to hang out a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. It's such a great conversation and just just really beautiful to reflect on these things. I think that is very um, rewarding uh, to think about them and to remember them, right? Like we, we tend to forget things so easily. Uh, so it's something to be grateful for. And yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you guys um yeah yes yes and we appreciate you both for definitely being here with us and uh i hope like during you know your anniversaries anniversary celebration you're able to listen to this and just feel the love and remember mm -hmm. the memories and just have this for ages because this is not going anywhere <laughs> we're going to keep this podcast going for as long as we got to but yes, today has definitely been a blessing. Um, and as Myra said, yeah, like hopefully for our listeners, this is just like evidence and proof that real love does exist and yeah, real love does take work. And it's not, you know, and even though it's work, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels harmonious as we've been, you know, discussing and this whole episode so yes we thank you listeners for you know being here with us continue to listen to us big things are on the horizon as always and blessings to all <laughs> thank you so much you guys peace thank you for listening <laughs>